This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, January 22nd, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Conservatives should read the writing on the wall with respect to marijuana legalization. Arresting the better part of a million people a year for the drug doesn't make sense. With states like Colorado and Washington moving ahead anyway, it's a perfect time for conservatives to celebrate these laboratories of democracy. Mary Catherine Hamm is an editor at Hot Air. We spoke about marijuana prohibition last week. Traditionally, conservatives have been among the most ardent drug warriors, but that is changing. Yes. uh, Judging from the response that I get on Twitter and Facebook from conservatives and Tea Party folks when I talk about marijuana legalization, there is great skepticism about the drug war in that sector. Um, And I think it's becoming more mainstream in general. You've got some 70 plus percent of Texans polled recently thinking, well, we need to find different strategies for nonviolent drug offenders. That may not mean that they want to legalize marijuana, but skepticism of the drug war, I think, is very strong. And among conservatives, pretty strong. You still get an emotional reaction to the idea of legalization of marijuana from some folks. But I think there's a discussion to be had and common ground to sort of build on. So you speak directly to conservatives in in various outlets. Make your case. What is the conservative case for ending marijuana prohibition and over and above that, legalizing marijuana? Right. Well, this is how I came to it. And a couple points before I start. It's not my main issue. Uh, so people sort of assume if you're pro that this is like your life's work. It's, it's not. But I, uh, I am pro-legalization for a couple reasons. And I have concerns about the strength of marijuana, which is stronger than it used to be. And I think that's something we can educate people about. And of course, there are dangers and downsides to drug use. That being said, when you tell me that we should not legalize it anywhere, you also have to justify spending billions of dollars a year on arresting people for marijuana possession. Many people, the large majority of marijuana arrests are for possession only. And that just strikes me as, for instance, putting a young person through the ringer of the criminal justice system with a marijuana arrest seems far more damaging to that person and likely to inhibit his uh, future productivity as an American adult than, say, smoking marijuana. So (laughs) that is a problem for me. Uh, I do think it's unfairly enforced. If you look at the statistics, Um, white people smoke at the same rate as black people and minorities, and yet uh, minorities do get arrested far more often. I do think that's a problem. Spending the money is a problem. And then when it comes to the drug war, this billion-dollar thing we're doing, uh, when Americans are polled about it, Republicans and Democrats alike, in huge numbers, it's like 82% according to the latest Rasmussen polls about this in the last couple of years, think the drug war is failing. If that is the case, we need to evaluate what we're going to do about that. One of the ways we can do that is to say, oh, in these two states, Colorado and Washington, let's give something a go. Let's make a slight adjustment in how we're dealing with this issue and see what happens. Let these states act as laboratories of democracy. And my argument would be, if we are unwilling to even countenance having that slight adjustment in two states and then studying what happens, how conservative are we being? We need to figure these things out. And William F. Buckley famously said, you know, my position should not be mistaken for indifference to drug use. I'm not indifferent to it. Um, But as conservatives, we have to evaluate what's working. And that's where I came down on this. And federalism is is a core conservative value. Right. 
and yeah, I think can be embraced. And I, I understand people's reaction to it. I understand people's fears. And I don't discount that things that are not ideal could happen. I also think, and I, I think a lot of people approach marijuana as if it is a, a very hard drug <laughs> and sort of think about it in that way. I do think that adults can enjoy both marijuana and alcohol in moderation and be perfectly healthy, productive people. Um, I do not think it will ruin you. It can be abused, as can alcohol. And, um, you know, there are various studies that show, obviously, you can't OD on marijuana, which is a plus in its column. Which is not true of alcohol. Right. There is uh, less violent uh, behavior associated with marijuana, which is a point in its column. So I do, I just think there are some, there are downsides, but there are obviously uh, reasons to be for taking a look at this program and what the heck we're doing with it. So looking over the next five to 10 years, we will have at least two states with some significant experience with having legalized the sale and production uh, uh, and possession of marijuana. What do you see for the conservative movement broadly in terms of trying to grapple with this issue? Because obviously a broad majority of Americans support uh, legalizing marijuana. What? How should conservatives be thinking about this in the next five to ten years? Well, I've sometimes said that when you're talking about the young people vote, and this is half in jest and half serious, if the GOP just said, look, we're going to let states do what they want to do and we're not going to use the federal government to crack down, that is something that's in line with our beliefs. It's something that sets us apart from the Obama administration, which has spent gobs of money and time uh, cracking down on legal businesses in these states. Uh, and actually, I think the record been worse than Bush in that way. Um, and so I think that's a way you can differentiate. It's a way that you could be true to your values and uh, and let federalism do what it's supposed to do. And I think it could earn you a, a different, a new look from a lot of voters. I do not think that's happening, but <laughs> I think the main thing is to see what happens in Colorado and Washington, be honest about the data, and I'm not saying I know which way things are going to go, um, but to look at it, do the cost-benefit analysis, and see if this is something that we can countenance as a society. I think most Americans, as we see, have decided that it is. And for people who say there's a slippery slope, next it's cocaine, then it's heroin, it has taken 40, 45 years for Americans to get to this point. I would say if you see a an advocacy group agitating for cocaine legalization, you might want to throw some money on the other side of that issue. And we can have a we can have a debate about that for the next 45 years. And maybe people will be convinced. I would argue it's a little tougher to convince them of that. But this is our system. When the public is convinced of an issue, as they have been on this, uh, they get to make the call. They get to draw the line. And that's what's happening. And uh, we'll see what happens in the actual on the ground. Now, it only took the United States a decade or so to figure out that alcohol prohibition was a, a horrible right. uh, mistake. As you say, it's taken a few decades to figure out whether or not uh, marijuana prohibition has been uh, a huge mistake. Who do you see as conservative leaders on basically either standing down or advocating uh, legalization? Um, well, I think obviously Rand Paul's your go-to when it comes to libertarian ideas and mainstreaming them. And I think he's a, I think he's a good spokesperson because obviously a doctor from Kentucky is a, is a nice guy to have speaking out on this. Um, but I do think there, there is a strain of libertarianism in the Tea Party elements of the House. And I think you'll see a bit of this. I am not sure 
how problematic it is in an election at this point to be pro-legalization or at least to speak openly about how badly the drug war is going. That used to be off limits in and of itself. And so I think moving to a point where we can at least have that discussion politically and not pay a giant price for it is important because that's we are supposed to be about evaluating, does this work? I look at Head Start and I evaluate, does this work? And I find, no, it does not. <laughs> I look at the drug war and I evaluate, is this working? And I find, no, it's not. And most people agree with that notion. The question is just how we adjust. One difference between conservatives and libertarians on this issue and a whole uh, other uh uh, set of issues is libertarians would say, hey, man, you got no right to tell me what to do with my body. Conservatives, if, if I understand you correctly, are making more of a cost-benefit argument and a federalism argument to say this is none of the federal government's business. Is that sort of the line that conservatives ought to adopt going forward? Like this is just not none of the federal government's business. I think that is a better argument for many conservatives. But there are folks who respond to me saying like, look, this is just, this is a liberty issue. Um, it's not a liberty that I might partake in, but uh, it's something that we should look at. And one argument you get from folks is this idea that if you want to legalize marijuana, then you're in favor of all the bad things that might happen to children if it is legalized. That is lazy and emotional, but it happens. I get it. Uh, we're not legalizing it for children. It's just as illegal now as it was before. And the drug war was not protecting children from it to begin with. And I would say to conservatives that that argument looks an awful lot like drug, uh, gun control folks who say, if you're in favor of having the freedom to have guns, then you are in favor of all the bad things that might happen to children if people have guns. And that, of course, is not the case. And it's not a fair argument. Granted, marijuana is not explicitly in the Constitution. So I will make that stipulation. <laughs> but I think the freedom argument needs to be respected. And that's something that's a way to pitch it to conservatives. But I, I do think the cost benefit anal analysis is a pretty decent way to to talk about this issue. Mary Catherine Hamm is an editor at Hot Air. You can read more on the war on drugs at our website, Cato.org.